Hi there. Imagine a lovely loaf of brown bread. Does that seem like a healthy food to you? Certainly I thought so. But in this podcast, you'll find out about the often overlooked impact of carbohydrates on your health. You'll gain some personal insight into the preventative measures you can take for your health. And you'll explore the world of continuous glucose monitors. You'll find out what they are. They can revolutionise your health and your eating. All of this with a focus on personal responsibility and the power you hold in taking control of your health. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. Have you ever thought that eating your daily bread could be damaging your health? Or wondered if the health advice you've been following for years might be outdated? Tune in to this podcast and get ready to question the effect of carbohydrates and sugars on your health. Now, I've done podcasts before on diet and health. In podcast 605, I talked about my experience with the NHS advice on cholesterol, which contradicted more recent research about how dietary fat and cholesterol are now not thought to be linked. Well, today I'm talking about wearing a CGM, or continuous glucose monitor. It looks like a bottle top stuck to the top of my arm, but this device is measuring my blood sugar level continuously, and it's going to be there for a fortnight. That's F-O-R-T-N-I-G-H-T, which means 14 days. I get the data from my CGM on my phone and it's full of interesting information. I don't have diabetes, that's D-I-A-B-E-T-E-S, which is the illness or condition which you would usually associate with blood sugar problems. I don't have diabetes, so why am I doing this? What is the benefit? And how might such a thing be of benefit to you too? Listen on to find out and I'll give you my personal take on preventative medicine and why that's such a good thing at the end of this podcast. Before we do any of that, did you know that language learners can be learning the language for a long time, several years or more, without ever learning all the basic, most common words? And this ends up being an obstacle, an obstruction to their learning and their fluency. Don't make that mistake. Make sure you know all the basic vocabulary of the English language with our course, The Most Common 500 Words in English. It's a listen and learn course, just like all of our material. But this course really does cover just the most common words in English. On this course, there are only the most common words. Actually, as a bonus, you get the most common 600 words in this course as an added extra in the final chapters. So go to our website at adeptenglish.com and our courses page to find out more and make sure you've got all the basic English vocabulary covered. So today I'm talking about my continuous glucose monitor or CGM. I'm talking about carbohydrate and the level of glucose in your blood. Vocabulary here? 
Continuous just means continuing, an action that keeps on and on. Glucose, G-L-U-C-O-S-E, is the scientific name for sugar. And we all have a blood glucose level, the level of sugar in the blood which can be monitored or measured. And a monitor, M-O-N-I-T-O-R here, just means a device for monitoring, for measuring, for recording. If you have diabetes, that's D-I-A-B-E-T-E-S, then your blood sugar level is something that you'll already be concerned with. And as I said, I don't have diabetes. And yet for the last week, I've been using one of these devices. Why? I did a podcast recently, number 645, talking about your microbiome, your gut bacteria, and how important this is to your health and how you can influence it with food. So today I'm talking about a slightly different aspect of diet, the eating of carbohydrate foods and sugars and the effect on the amount of glucose or sugar in our blood. If you've listened to podcast 605, the one about cholesterol, I talk about how science around diet and obesity, that's O-B-E-S-I-T-Y, that means um, having a weight problem, having too much weight, that's obesity. Around diet and obesity and related health conditions, the science has changed the picture in the last few years. It used to be said that fat, F-A-T, in your diet, particularly animal fat, was the problem and that we should be eating more carbohydrates, less fat. But now the consensus is that it's not fat in your diet that's the problem. It's high carbohydrate and sugars. Carbohydrate, that's C-A-R-B-O-H-Y-D-R-A-T-E. Examples are bread, Pasta, rice, potatoes, noodles, pizza base, dough balls, cake, biscuits, pastries. Things that we eat all the time. A lot of those products are made with white flour. And the link with obesity, being overweight and poor health in many of the developed nations, well, some of it is to do with too much carbohydrate in our diets, particularly when we eat sugary things or things with high carbohydrate content, where the sugars are easily released. So a carrot contains sugar, as do all root vegetables, vegetables that grow beneath the ground. But a carrot is unlikely to do you harm, because your body has to work hard at digesting that carrot. It has to work a fair bit to get those sugars out. But if you drink a can of Coke, or soda, as you might say in the US, which is full of sugar, then those sugars are very easily released. It's likely that even if you are healthy, the glucose level in your blood will rise sharply when you drink one of these drinks. Then your body needs to produce a substance called insulin, that's I-N-S-U-L-I-N, to counteract the sugar. And of course, if there is constant high sugar and constant need for your body to produce insulin, then eventually this process stops working properly. And that's what's wrong if you have type 2 diabetes. And actually, it turns out a whole host of other health problems too. It's now believed that diets high in sugar and fast sugar release carbohydrates 
are behind many of the diseases that we get in midlife and in old age. The conditions and diseases effectively that people most often die from. Heart disease, strokes, dementia, kidney failure and cancer too. And that most of us who consume a Western diet are shortening our lives by eating too much sugar and too much carbohydrate. Do most of us realise the long-term effects of our eating habits and that we may be able to make better choices and change things? So this may be a good reason to monitor your blood glucose level, even if you're normal and healthy. Many of us are consuming what's termed a Western diet, so one high in sugar and carbohydrates that are processed and which therefore release their sugars really quickly. There's a big difference between eating an apple, slow release sugar, and eating a slice of white bread. It's the white bread that's much more the problem, not the apple. Yet high carbohydrate eating is normalised in our society. It's been encouraged for years and it's usually part of what's called a healthy, balanced diet. And as I've said before, it's still what's advised by organisations like the NHS. But a high carbohydrate diet contains lots of foods that don't really do us a favour health-wise. For many of us, these foods are part of our everyday diet and aren't foods that we think of as harmful. According to one study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, reducing your intake of certain high glycemic foods, that's high sugar foods like bread and pasta, can decrease your risk of developing type 2 diabetes by up to 30%. Link in the transcript if you're interested. And that's only one of many, many studies which arrive at the same conclusion. So that's right, the pasta you're enjoying could be increasing your risk of a serious health condition by up to a third. There are so many studies which back this up. So I'm wearing a continuous glucose monitor or CGM for two weeks to see what happens to my blood glucose levels, my blood sugar levels, when I eat certain foods. I'm not intending to wear one longer than that. There's no point. I'm just wearing it for a short time to learn about how my body reacts to particular foods so that I can change my diet, alter course if you like. If there are foods that spike my blood sugar, I can choose to eat less of them or eat them less often. If we talk about a spike or the verb to spike, S-P-I-K-E in this context, it means to raise very sharply, very dramatically. And that's what can happen to your blood sugar when you eat certain foods. Diabetes is not a condition that you want to have. There are all kinds of difficult health consequences. And type 2 diabetes, it's been established, is almost entirely to do with diet and exercise. So I haven't got diabetes yet, but this exercise will tell me whether I'm in danger of developing it and how to change my diet to avoid that before it happens. So far, I've discovered that eating bread, even healthy brown bread, massively spikes up my blood sugar level and it takes quite a few hours for it to come down again. Yet egg noodles, they're not so bad for me and neither is fruit or dark chocolate. Yippee, my blood sugar goes up slightly, but not out of the good range and it recovers quickly. But if I eat a slice of 
healthy brown bread at lunchtime, my blood sugar takes several hours to recover and it makes a huge spike. That's worth knowing. As Tim Spector says, we all react differently to different foods, especially in terms of our blood sugar spikes. Our body's response is different for different people. What I've also discovered is that my baseline blood glucose level, the level I have when I haven't eaten for a few hours or overnight, well, it's just slightly higher than what's recommended. So although I don't have diabetes, I may be on the way to getting some of these problems in later life. So it's good to know now so that I can take care of it and watch my sugar and carbohydrate levels while I can still do something about it. That's the whole reason why I'm wearing a CGM. I'm a big believer, first of all, in personal responsibility. I try to take responsibility for my own health. And secondly, I'm a big believer in what we call preventative medicine. Preventative, that's an adjective meaning designed or intended to prevent. And the verb to prevent, P-R-E-V-E-N-T, means to stop something happening. So the idea of preventative medicine is rather than simply treating diseases once you've got them, usually with medicines or pills, it's better to try to stop the disease happening in the first place. More and more, we are discovering that health is down to genetics, but also diet and lifestyle. Health isn't just a lottery, good luck or bad luck. We can actively influence our own health and take responsibility for it. Like many healthcare systems in the world, the NHS doesn't really do preventative medicine. If I went and asked my doctor for a CGM device, they wouldn't give one to me because I don't yet have diabetes. The NHS is much more geared around treating people who are already ill. Of course, that's a worthy priority and money or funding is limited. But wearing a CGM just for a short time can really help influence your food choices. You might make different decisions because you're informed before it's too late and you become ill or get sick, as they'd say in the US. So I'm learning what eating patterns are good for me. I can see the benefit of an overnight fast and the benefit of not eating between meals, not snacking, as we call it in English. I know I'm lucky to have access to a device like this. They haven't been around very long, but it's also part of taking personal responsibility for my health. That's good for the NHS too. Hopefully, I'll rely upon it less if I'm healthy. Another important thing about devices like the CGM, as I've discovered, the level of sugar or glucose in your blood goes up and down all the time. So monitoring for a fortnight is much better than a single test that your doctor may give you. A blood glucose test from your doctor just gives you one reading, a snapshot in time. It doesn't really tell you very much and certainly won't educate you in how to improve your diet. It's a bit like when they take your blood pressure or your BP. What measurement you get probably depends to some extent on what kind of day you've had, whether you were stressed out trying to find a parking space before coming into the GP appointment. How wonderful it is that in this day and age we have access to scientific devices like these to help us take better care of ourselves and access to the knowledge which enables us to make changes for the better. I hope in time more people will have access to this type of device and will be able to avoid future health problems and live as long as they can. Let us know if you found this podcast interesting and whether you've any experience with this too. 
Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.